Welcome to Extension Out Loud, a podcast from Cornell Cooperative Extension. I'm Paul Treadwell. And I'm Katie Bailden. With summer full on us right now, we thought it'd be an interesting time to highlight one of our past episodes that really embraced a summary topic. Yeah, it's an episode on Cornell chicken. We went to the New York State Fair a few summers ago and to Baker's Chicken Coop, and we had a great conversation about the origins of Cornell chicken. And surprisingly, it's been one of our most listened to episodes, so we're going to give you a chance to listen to it again if you've heard it before. And if you haven't, give a listen to the exciting origin stories of Cornell chicken. For this episode, we spoke with Rini Baker-Sandstead, daughter of Dr. Robert Baker, originator of the world-famous Cornell chicken recipe. And did you know that Dr. Baker started out as an extension agent in Saratoga County, New York? I did not know that, Katie. <laughs> we were also joined by Rini's daughter, Sarah, also known as the granddaughter of Dr. Baker. Our conversation took place at Baker's Chicken Coop in the midst of many happy and effusive diners. <laughs> so let's fire up the grill and dig into the story of Cornell Chicken, Dr. Baker, and some of his many innovations. Chicken nuggets, anyone? Also, the original recipe for Cornell chicken is linked in the show notes. Hi, so I'm Rainey Baker Sandstead, and I'm one of the daughters of Robert C. Baker. I'm Sarah Sandstead. I'm Rainey's daughter and the granddaughter of Robert C. Baker. How long have you been running the stand here at the fair? Well, Dad and Mom started it in 1949. And at that time, it was a tent, and there was maybe three places to eat at the fair then. And they loved telling the story of the pigs getting loose out of next door and coming through the tent and ripping the tent down. And um, But he started with the idea that he wanted upstate New York to know about the Cornell barbecue chicken. So it was, again, to promote chicken to this area. So you ate a lot of chicken growing up. We did. Did you um, eat a lot of pest chickens? <laughs> oh, do you remember that development process? Well, it is sort of a family joke that when Dad came out with new products, he had a taste panel at Cornell, and then his kids became the second taste panel. And if we voted it down, the dogs became the last taste panel. Because there was plenty of good things that came out and there's a lot of not so good things that came <laughs> some out. Flops. Yeah, there were some flops. Within the Tompkins County area, everybody knows the Cornell chicken for sure. I mean every every fireman or fundraiser is cooking chicken somewhere in the area. The story is is that he went to get his masters at Penn State and the president of Penn State said, the governor's coming, can you think of a different way to serve chicken? And so he wasn't fond of the way tomato base will burn. And so he was trying to think of a way that would keep the chicken moist and not dry out and yet not burn like tomato would. So that's how we came up with the recipe. But of course, you have to add eggs to it because that includes more of his poultry innovation. And that 
emulsifies the uh, sauce to make it hold together better. So what I hear you telling me though is that this beer is not Cornell so you can kind of stay here. Well, so what happened was right after then he got a job at Cornell and he brought the recipe with him and gave it to Cornell. So the secret is, we don't talk about Penn State. Yes. <laughs> well, and I, I will tell you that the little known fact is that what really he did was to come up with a way to cook the chicken because with the racks and putting 25 on a rack and turn, so you could cook large numbers at the time and put it, doing it over charcoal fire and how to do that outside on the pits and that was all his innovation. He was never into keeping it a secret, he was never into making money off a patent from it, it was all about encouraging people to eat chicken. I remember reading about Dr. Baker and, and there were some several other things he developed that were clearly impressive. Well, the chicken hot dog was one of his first and chicken bologna was one of the many things he did but uh, I think what people will think about him the most is the chicken nugget because that was a way to to use chicken that had been ground up and sort of pushed together it was sort of a, a way to put it together and make it a bite to eat and then bread it and fry it one of the things that fascinates me most about my grandfather is that I think part of his mission and part of his whole you know, life principle was to figure out how to support poultry farmers. And that's something that's really important globally is making sure small farmers are successful. And, you know, mom has told me many times about how back when he was innovating and creating that poultry farmers in upstate New York were suffering if they didn't have big enough broilers or they weren't producing what was needed for rotisserie chicken or fried chicken. And so he wanted to help figure out a way to create more yield for them. And that's, I think, a really noble thing that he did because he, the chicken nugget is an example of how to use the leftover pieces that aren't maybe used in, in other recipes and to figure out how to use smaller broilers so that those farmers could be successful and not go out of business. <laughs> I think one of this, one of the uh, other family secrets is that of his six children, three of us became vegetarians <laughs> due so, to all the taste ah, testing. <laughs> so are, you, are you still currently a vegetarian? I still am. Oh, so. So I have, I have not eaten a chicken nugget since I was on the t taste panel for them when I was a little kid. Oh my God, secrets are coming out right here. <laughs> this is amazing. So I don't know what they taste like yeah. now. <laughs> Talk a little bit about what his job was at Cornell and how long he was there. So he started at Cornell in 49 and he retired in about 86. And he would have retired sooner, but mom had decided he was the kind of guy who needed something to do. So that's why she started Baker's Acres. And the joke was, was that he couldn't retire because he had to help pay for this endeavor that she had started. So he did finally retire in 86 and she was absolutely right. It was very hard for him to not go into work every day. But he grew up in Sodus, New York, so part of Baker's Acres is a apple orchard and that brought back, he actually went to school to entomology at Cornell. So that really made him very happy to work in the orchards. But at Cornell, he was a professor in poultry science. He also became, you know, the head of the department many times. He even ran the food science department for quite a while there. Um, 
but he did a lot of consulting around the world uh, for many, many different companies. But he truly loved Cornell and wanted Cornell to get credit for everything. Also, Grandpa, I would say it wasn't that he wasn't proud of the chicken nugget, but that wasn't really what he was most adamant about. It was the Cornell barbecue sauce that I think, I didn't actually find out that he had invented the chicken nugget until I was like 15 years old. Like, I didn't know. But it was know? just another product. It, it was, was one of the many one products. one of his many products. Yeah, he didn't see it as the big breakthrough, you yeah. know? I think McDonald's made it Commercial, famous. Commercialized yeah. it, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Extension Out Loud was produced and edited by Paul Treadwell with help from Katie Belden. For more about this episode, including show notes and more, visit extensionoutloud.com. And be sure to subscribe to Extension Out Loud on your favorite podcast directory. Thank you.